0: is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! It's time to dominate your fantasy league.
1: Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. All right, preseason week three is officially underway. We had... Some important games last night, right? And it feels like real football when James Devlin scores a one-yard touchdown, right? I mean, that was just like so Patriots. Also, Darius Geis. Yes, we get to see a little bit of Darius Geis. And we get a great quote that Jamie is going to love from Darius Geis. Happy Friday, guys. Happy happy telethon week. It's over. Good job, Jamie. Six hours yesterday on the air.
0: You guys as well. Good job uh, hanging out in here. Uh Uh-huh. Did you guys even leave this room? You yeah, a little for, bit. For 24 hours?
1: A little bit. I, th- I I thought there was a time. You know, there's an episode of The Simpsons where Homer gets jury duty and he puts on these glasses that have eyes on them so he can fall asleep behind them and yeah. look like he's awake. I thought Heath was asleep behind his glasses that he wore. Like he, I think he just, yeah, by yeah, hour number a nice, six. nice yeah. pillow. You can just
0: fall asleep on your chest yeah.
1: there. Yeah, the chest there was flowing. I hope everybody got a chance to watch the telethon yesterday. How much did we end up raising?
0: Um, well, it's not factoring in all of the uh, auction items. Right. So I think just with the calls and the donations through that, we were over 18000
1: Yeah, and the auction items. I mean, the spot in the podcast league is going for over 1500 bucks. You could still bid on it. Uh, you can bid on a guest spot on our show. So just go to eBay and type in Fantasy Football today, and you'll see those items. And we want to thank everybody for contributing. Okay, let's talk football here. Whew. Do you know what Christian McCaffrey did in one game without Cam Newton last year? Don't remember he had uh, twenty carries for a hundred yards and twelve catches for seventy-one yards.
0: So you're saying Cam should not play? Yeah,
1: give him thirty-two touches a game and one hundred seventy-eight total yards, something like that. Um, Cam, yeah. So what we were reacting to it live and I was with Will Brinson who's you know a carolina guy who's bet a lot on did carolina he, cry? he almost did yeah he was like he he cuz carolina's like plus is like uh, 40 to 1 to win the super bowl he loves those odds like great odds to win the division and they could be a really good team so he was distraught but does it seem like we dodged a bullet here and and what what would you recommend to somebody tonight if they were drafting what to do about Cam Newton
0: i think you could still draft him as a starter um sounds like it's going to be uh, it sounds like it 's not a major injury, so it's it 's just one of those things where th- where your risk versus reward is if he plays like he 's capable of playing he 's going to you know be in the conversation for a top five quarterback and and I know adam you 've said many times he could be the number one quarterback, which is true, but you know we just don 't know the full diagnosis yet, so that 's the the tricky part of it it 's not like i don 't think it's the same thing as Andrew luck because luck has obviously missed a lot of practice time, and this has been a lingering injury for him. This is something new for cam. But it's a shoulder injured. It's an injured season because of his shoulder that he's coming off of. And then now you have another injury, and you just have to wonder, is he hitting that point in his career where things start to maybe break down?
2: The great thing is like you might not feel comfortable drafting him as the number six quarterback, like our rankings suggest. His current ADP on CBS has him as the 10th quarterback off the board after Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, Jared Goff. So you don't have to risk much at that cost, and it's not a problem to just draft another quarterback. I— the stuff that I saw, and obviously we don't have any inside information, the stuff I saw last night was seemed pretty positive.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a Ian Rappaport, Rappaport report that, he, that it's minor. I guess two questions. One, Andrew Luck or Cam Newton right now? Cam. Cam. And two, the only thing I'm thinking is, gosh, he's probably fine and he maybe missed a couple games, whatever you can get by. Is he going to run as much? Because, you know, like just like you said, Jamie, it's injuries, and he, he's only missed five games in his career, but Cam is a guy who gets dinged up. So, I, that's it's that's got to be it, a little it, concerned that the rushing totals it,
0: It's been a little, and some weird injuries. I mean, he had the back injury from a car accident. Car accident. So, that was, you know, one, but, you know, some concussion situations. Uh,
1: but after the concussion, he didn't run that much. So uh, you well, hate and, to see and they've, Foot do the same thing. That's that's yeah. kind
0: of been the conversation for him with the last couple of years is trying to cut back on the running. But you know, as he has said, you know, a lion's gonna be a lion, yeah. you know, and so it's hard to, you know, hold him back from doing and that's how he got hurt. You know, does he
1: say a lion's gonna be a lion? Whatever Because he should say a Panther's gonna like shouldn't he just say a Panther or a tiger,
0: he was a tiger. Uh, he was a tiger. <laughs> and, right. and a gator too. Uh do oh, Um wanna be that. Uh I think Cam is gonna play his game. Right. You know, I don't know if he's going to have design runs, but he's going to run when things present themselves, which is what happened to him last night. He was on the move and he got, he got tackled. So I think you just have to, to, to I just want to, to Heath's point, because we've talked about this with luck. If you don't want to take two quarterbacks, you avoid Cam. You know, that's just how you have to approach it. You know, if you're not that guy that wants to invest in two guys, like I have luck in, uh, I, I mentioned this keeper league before that on the waiver wire is Mitchell Trubisky, Sam Darnold, um i'm trying to think of somebody else in that 20ish. Yeah, day.
1: somebody emailed me today and said, "I have Cam, should I drop uh, somebody decent for Philip Rivers, uh Mitchell Trubisky and one of the guys." And I said, "You know what? Just wait. if right. they're out there, just right. wait. Nobody's picking them up." And right
0: now. and in in my case and in some leagues, you have an IR spot. So if they are missing time depending on how you can manipulate manipulate your IR spot if you don't have to have necessarily the guy on IR. Yeah. You know, then you can sort of make a different transaction.
1: All right, Heath, Ezekiel Elliott reportedly received a contract offer that would have made him the second highest paid running back. So, what's your take on Zeke?
2: It hasn't really changed yet. Um I'd like to know more specifics about this. I'm assuming this came from the Cowboys side of things, and we don't know do they mean they're going to make him the second highest paid based on the total value of the contract, based on the guaranteed value of the contract, based on the annual but it's only 2 years? Like we don't really know what this means. It's nice to know there's still numbers being exchanged. I've I've always felt that the most likely outcome is we're going to see Elliott week one. I still think the most likely outcome is that he's going to play week one. If we get to next week and we haven't really heard anything besides this, I'm going to start maybe kind of questioning that.
1: Amari Cooper does not have plantar fasciitis. I, I always feel weird saying it. Fasciitis? Fasciitis. Fasciitis? Okay. Fasciitis. Uh, according to Dallas You are, Cabo, you are a
0: fashionista.
1: I don't know about that. I'm also freezing, by the way. I mean, this, this room is just dreadfully cold. Most people complain. I've been, it's been hot shivering.
2: Now. Yeah, it's always too hot. We asked them to turn the air on. It, it, it only got cold
1: for the two days you were here. <laughs> it, it'll be hot again next week. Um, well, I'll hear Monday, so it'll be hot again on Tuesday. Uh, anyway, um, he doesn't have plantar fasciitis, which we knew. He said it's like plantar fasciitis, but, um... I don't know. Did did he also fall? Because uh, I talked about this with Heath and Dave yesterday. For you, Jamie, did Amari Cooper fall to the back of that tier of wide receivers?
0: He fell. I don't know where the tier ends, but he's behind the Vikings guys. Right. He's That's behind the Rams guys. He's behind Godwin. He's behind... Oh,
1: okay. That's farther than I would have um, maybe thought.
0: Yeah, he's uh, just inside my top 20.
1: Okay. And uh, Jordan Reed. That didn't take long. Evaluated for a concussion. We
2: don't know anything yet.
1: Yeah, I... I'm not even going to joke about it. I mean, it sucks. If it were like an ankle injury, maybe I'd like have a laugh, but there's, it sucks.
0: There's, there's nothing with him. Got hit in the head. and Worth joking about when it comes to his injury. No, I, w- I wouldn't laugh I at it, but I'm
1: not going to make any, any light of a concussion, yeah. a p- potential concussion. So he's had five documented concussions since starting college, according to ESPN. He's had three in the NFL, and he left last night's game after getting hit in the head, and uh, we'll see what happens. But this is obviously a risky run with Jordan Reed. Damian Harris left with an injury, and we are going to certainly talk about Sony Michelle. And uh, Jacksonville wide receiver DJ Chark suffered a concussion, and we are certainly going to talk about Didi Westbrook. Today's sponsors, FanDuel, fanduel.com slash FFT. Sign up on FanDuel, get a $5 bonus. If you have not signed up yet, go to fanduel.com slash FFT. You know, I've been pumping up Lamar Jackson and maybe even Marquise Brown in week one. Uh, he played yesterday, but Miles Boykin looked good too, so he's probably pretty cheap for week one. The Ravens are some, are a team you could look at. Um, Kyler Murray, I think, is someone that people are gonna be looking at. That could be a risky one, obviously, but a high upside play against the Lions. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about FanDuel throughout the year. SeatGeek is our other sponsor. The promo code is FFT on SeatGeek. Again, the promo code is FFT to save 10 bucks on your first purchase. You'll hear about those two sponsors a little bit later. All right, so I picked the major storylines from last night's games, other than the 80 yard field, which was ridiculous. Can you believe they didn't like take the game off the board in Vegas?
2: I thought it was good symbolism for what week three of the preseason turned into. (laughs) Like, this used to be the week where we learned so many things and coaches. We did the dress rehearsal, and now it's like maybe four or five teams are still taking it seriously. Everybody else is a joke.
1: I, I learned, I, the, what is, okay, before I get to the buy or sell, what's the most important thing you guys learned last night? You were at the Dolphins-Jaguars game.
0: Yeah. Most uh, Darius Geis is healthy, I guess.
1: How what's the, was how important is it to know, like, how difficult is it to take three small kids to a football game?
0: It wasn't difficult at all. Oh, good. Yeah, no, they were great. And especially that it was the, an 8 o'clock start on a school night for my 7-year-old, my you know, still is.
1: In, is he in school today?
0: He's in school today. Hey,
1: all right. I would have taken it. And he out. woke
0: up and had to finish his homework that he didn't get done yesterday. That's... So
1: no uh Darius Geis is healthy he got a lot of work on the first four series he had a great oh here's his quote he had a great stiff arm and he also I think Keanu Neal went to Florida
0: Keanu went to Florida all
1: right so he he had like a uh shoulder arm on Keanu or he... no no but later I guess he had a contact with Neal he said the safety I played him in college he went to Florida I'm a little salty with Florida so I had to give him a little shoulder yeah. <laughs> nice what was the most important thing you learned
2: uh, some confirmation bias here, but D.D. Westbrook is the unquestioned number one wide receiver in Jacksonville. Yeah, he was impressive. Yeah, yeah and my, my favorite thing, and I was writing about it this morning, I expected him to lead the team in targets, no question. My only concern was, are all those targets going to be five yards from the line of scrimmage? And they went deep with him twice. Now, he didn't catch either one of them, but they was pretty close to connecting. I, I hope that's a part of the offense. If he gets 120 targets and he's getting one or two shots per game downfield— We might still be too low on him. The only thing we got to see is where Marquise Lee's role is.
1: Right. And I I don't
2: like that might be three or four weeks before we see that.
1: And Chark is now has the concussion too. Uh, Also in that game. I mean, I have all these things in my notes, but I might as well just spitball. Leonard Fournette had three targets and two catches. Yeah, He he had one nice run.
0: Um, The offensive line didn't do him any favors in the game. But he, uh, yeah, they they certainly tried. There was one that looked like he just kind of he was about to get blasted if he caught it, and and he just kind of yeah, weak preseason. I think it was, <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't think that's his mentality, but it, you know, you wonder if it was just like I'm I'm good.
1: <laughs> his fantasy owners mentality. And uh, all right, yeah, is there something else from that game? I don't know. All right, we got a lot more. Oh, oh, the big thing that that I learned. So the telethon draft that we did, we did with industry guys. And the fantasy footballers were great, and they came on the show. They were awesome on the show yesterday on the telethon. Um, They took Devontae Freeman around too. So first play of the game, he gets a carry, he gets called back. It was a nice carry, called back on a hold. Second play of the game, he gets a catch, like eight yards downfield. He was
0: lined up, I think, wide.
1: Yeah, but man, Edo Smith was in on that drive. Edo Smith had a short yardage carry on that drive. Freeman only played one drive. Then the, the after that, the ensuing drives was Edo Smith and Brian Hill. This is not. It doesn't look like, based on all the history in Atlanta, a typical, well, the last two years of history in Atlanta, I should really clarify. A typical running back one workload. I just think you really have to factor in the other guys. Well, Edo Smith mostly. Do you guys agree? Because, I I mean, it's a lot of run that, a lot of splits, a lot of multiple, not multiple backs at the same time, but on, on a particular possession, seeing either Smith and Freeman or Smith and Hill. I didn't like seeing that personally as a Freeman owner. And Dave's been worried about that I, all off season.
0: Uh I think Dave's contention is more Freeman's injury track record more so than somebody else working in.
1: But in the in that regard that they won't give him the workload. I I thought that's where Uh
0: maybe so. I think I thought I thought Dave's argument against Freeman was just the injury all right. history, but I think that look, they've always kind of taking the approach with Freeman on the team of using multiple guys. You know, now obviously that was Devin Coleman, who's a, a different player, I think, than what they have on their team right now. I I don't know if Edo Smith, Brian Hill, or or Kadri Allison can get to that level. Maybe maybe they can. I I think it's not necessarily indicative fully of what we're gonna see in a full game because they're gonna I, I assume wanna lean on Devontae Freeman more so than the other guys. They're going to give guys work. It's just, I think, the nature of how they kind of take a kid-glove approach with him. But in the third preseason game, you know, do they want to put him out there for
2: 70% of the touches?
1: But it's still, it's, it's the pres- last two years. I, I've at got rate. him
2: projected at 53% of the carries, 9% of the targets for the team. And that gets me to 264 touches if he plays 16 games. That's 16 touches per game.
1: And that, that's fine. So, so yeah, in that's 2017, fine. he had 196 carries and 36 touches, but only in really 13 games. Um, About the pace he had him on. Yeah, probably something similar to that. And he was the 13th best running back in fantasy while missing two I think, almost know, three full if, games. If
0: you're if you're looking at it, the the show and you're seeing where our rankings are, so Freeman's right now is the consensus behind Chris Carson. Ahead of Damien Williams, Josh Jacobs, Marlon Mack, and this is PPR. So, like, you, you can certainly debate the three guys behind him in terms of what their workload may be. You know, we're getting reports about Mar- Marlon Mack potentially being a three-down guy. Factor Andrew Luck's injury in, you know, who's better, Freeman or Mack. It's debatable. Jacobs, you know, we didn't get to see him again last night because of the field situation. Who knows if he was going to play anyway. So we have really a small sample size of a rookie. Upside is there, sure, but, you know, again, Comparing them, it's probably a debate that a lot of people are going to have. And then Damien Williams as well of what's going to happen with the workload there. So that's, I think, where he kind of fits in. You know, he's in that round three, potentially round four range. I don't think he gets to round four, but round three. And do you want to take the risk on a guy that is proven to have the potential, because we've seen it, to be a top three running back that has, you know, questionable guys behind him, no matter how they're using those guys. But a great pass attack, a great offensive line, potentially if the young kids and the new players all sort of fit together. So there's a lot to like about Devontae Freeman, and yes, Adam, there may be some some usage situations that come up, but I would imagine that you know when the coaching staffs feed her to the fire in a real game. Are yeah, it's really Freeman. Turn, are they going to turn to Brian Hill? Are they going no, to Joe No, no. Are Just, they going to turn to Devontae
1: Freeman? Yeah, I don't think that most drafters, by the way, are going to be taking Chris Carson over Freeman. Would you agree? Like you guys have it ranked that way, right?
0: I have but, Freeman over Carson. Oh, you do? Yep. I okay. have Carson over Freeman, and but I I think you're right to a certain extent. Although you know, this is the time where the late push kind of changes ADP. Yeah, and and Carson's momentum of everything that you've heard, read, shown you last year and the push this is when the i don't want to say the 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 tidal wave comes in of you know the the people changing things, but this—that—that's one
2: I could see well, changing. Ninety percent of our drafts haven't happened yet. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. I still, I don't, I just don't know that people are as bought into Chris Carson as, as we are. Spe- I, specifically, Dave, who's got him as a round
0: two pick. I think if you've been reading stuff lately, I mean, you know, I I, I led my bus column apologizing to Chris Carson essentially because I was so down on him, given Rashad Penny, my thoughts that he was going to be more involved and. In, and also having um, the, the minor knee surgery this offseason. One thing I just want to go back to with Devontae Freeman because it ties in. So we had Roddy White here yesterday as part of our telethon, and I asked him, you know, why doesn't Julio get more touchdowns? And he said, which, which is interesting, you know, because we always talk about what they do inside the 10. He said they never really took shots 25 and in. that mm-hmm. They get to the 25-yard line, and then they would kind of just be a little bit conservative, and then they get down inside the 10, and then, you know, he's getting triple teamed, and they're just going to run it in. If that continues... This is where Devontae Freeman has a chance to 100% win. Hundred percent right. That's it, where it's, he's it's always been great goal in bowl line and red zone work. Yeah. Um but one thing Roddy said was if you're a Julio Jones backer, is the first thing I said to him he goes, Dirk. You know, and it's Dirk Cutter as the offensive coordinator. It's the only time that Julio Jones has had double digits. It's only ten. But it's the only time he's had double-digit touchdowns career. When last time Cutter was the offense coordinator there. So if you're looking at Freeman, you want to hope that it's still the same type of offense that he gets those those going opportunities. Obviously, I think a lot of people would rather see Julio Jones get ten touchdowns. Though.
1: All right, we're gonna take a break, and then we're gonna do some buy or sell with Darius Geis, with Sony Michelle, with Jacoby Myers, who had another big game with J.J. ortega Whiteside. Yes, that is how you pronounce it. He had eight catches for 104 yards and a touchdown for the Eagles. And uh, some more from the preseason. We got a lot of your questions. And I'm just going to stop talking and take a break. We'll be right back.
0: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half. We know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
1: Buy or sell here on Fantasy Football Today. Buy or sell. Darius Geis will get 15 carries a game.
2: Starting week one, over the course of the season, I'll sell. But I think there will come a time, maybe after week four, maybe after week eight, where we do see Geis get 15 carries a game. Sell.
1: Are you moving him up after last night?
2: Yes. Yeah, he'll get a little boost.
1: Miles Sanders or Darius Geis? Sanders.
2: I'll probably have Geis hire
1: Justin Jackson or Darius Geis?
2: Geis. Jackson.
1: Give me your overall thoughts on Darius Geis right now, what we should be doing.
2: It's a bad team, so that limits the upside. But they were actually a pretty good team for a running back last year. The defense was pretty good. The offensive line wasn't as bad as we thought it was going to be. Um, I still believe in the talent. I still think he's a buy in Dynasty. Um, His upside, though, is probably like top 25 running back. And the other guys in that area may have more upside. With
0: Peterson still on the roster and Thompson, it limits the upside for me for this season.
1: Adrian Peterson, 16th in non-PPR, 19th in PPR last season. Really faded. The last eight games, he averaged just 3.7 yards per carry. Um, so, yeah, it, and the Thompson thing, right? You know, not going to catch, catch a ton of passes, but he really did look pretty good. Um, so it was a good—at least, was, you know, hey, I'm still here with Darius. Like, I think if
0: you're taking a chance on the Bucks running backs, I'd rather have— Guys, if you're buying into like the the guy I moved him ahead really? of, last night, yeah, I, I, I think. oh for sure.
1: Well, why? Because well, you're he, talking is if, he, like he's definitely better. Like if he were in Tampa Bay, I'd be thrilled. But oh god, but yeah. at least I'd rather have him Peyton Barber because I'm out on Barber. But I I think you know I make the case for Ronald Jones over guys just be because of the offense. That's the only reason why.
0: But is he still the guy, and or is he the guy in the offense? That's the problem because I think we're seeing they're going to use three guys. You know, but
1: aren't the Redskins?
0: Yeah, but I think you, then it comes down to talent, you know. So offense is, is obviously a, a favorable situation, but there all there also the, is the chance that if Dwayne Haskins comes in, and
1: he's, he's he it,
0: he has made some of the most impressive throws. Of the yeah, but but, but gosh, of the he's – yeah yeah. All right, but,
1: I'm sorry, go ahead, finish. But, but, it off. but
0: no, he's not playing with the the starting group. Enough to see if he can, you know, make some plays. Not that it's a great starting group, but you know, if they had some more talent, I think that could help this offense and, and potentially make it a little bit more explosive. The
2: other thing I'll say, and it goes back to what I was saying earlier, they like for a running back, I'm not so sure Washington wasn't a better offense than Tampa Bay last year. But it's a different offense, though. It, it's a
1: slightly it, different if, offense. If, oh, it's a if, different If Ronald footballer. Jones, it's totally different. If but if Ronald Jones can step up and win the job. Uh, you know, by by week four, he just takes it over from Peyton Barber. I think he's going to be very valuable. And I, but you also have this knee
0: situation that he may be dealing with too.
1: I'm tired of like getting a, a little concerned about guys being dinged up. I, I mean, he and Mike Evans, they both seem fine, especially Evans. Um, you know, we're we're two weeks away from the start of the season. I'm not. That is not a factor when I draft because that is a long term play. You know, that's not. I'm not starting Ronald Jones week one. It's a, it's a long term play.
0: I would say the same thing about Geis, and I think in that case, you'd rather have the more talented player.
1: It, I just, yes. In almost any situation, yes. I just don't know how much I want the guy on what I can think will be the worst offense in the NFL. Uh,
0: but you're right. But, if the offense play last night, I would.
1: Uh, it's You're right. They're, <laughs> they're bad. Too, um, and that makes me wonder how much I want Kenyon Drake, but at least he'll be in the passing game. All right, let's go to our next one. Buy or sell. And by the I think you're probably, most people are going to take Geis over Ronald Jones, so I, I get it. Please don't listen to me. Sony Michelle will get. I think I had sixteen carries a game, maybe seventeen. What'd I give the producers? Sony Michelle buy or sell seventeen carries per game. He averaged sixteen point one carries per game last year. Sixteen is right about where Legarrett Blunt and uh Stephen Ridley were in years where they were featured. So can Sony Michelle better that and get to seventeen carries a game, which would be really, really good. So so all right, let's bring it down to sixteen.
2: So I'll sell, but you're really close there. Fifteen point five, somewhere in there. I think it depends on Harris. If he's hurt, then
0: yes. If he's fine, then fifteen. I think is where it is because James White's going to play, and who knows with Rex Burkhead what he's going to do. I think they, the it it's funny. It went from one of the worst receiving cores to you know looking much more impressive. Especially if I I, I I'm hesitant to say it, but if Demaryius Thomas has anything left in the tank, you know that's still a a guy that the Patriots can. Take through the car wash and, and turn something into. And Jacoby Myers is looking like a player right now. And you know, obviously, what Gordon and, and Edelman should be able to do. Plus, you, you know, I, I know it's not uh, it's not what you think of Rob Gronkowski, but if Benjamin Watson has that Saints season that he had once upon a time, twenty fifteen, I believe it was. Uh huh. Twenty sixteen. What?
1: So yeah. And it's a better. So wait, what does this have to do with Michelle? <laughs>
0: that they're they're not going to have to rely oh, on oh, a oh. round and pound team like everybody they, was expecting. They
1: were, yeah, they, they looked like what we expected from them yesterday, but they didn't have Edelman. They didn't have Gordon for sure. Uh, it was undoubtedly a good day for Sony Michelle. I mean, the yards per carry wasn't great. He did not get in from the one-yard line. He had a chance. He, he had a first-and-goal carry from the four. He got down to the one. They gave him another try on second goal. He got stuffed. And then he was in the game on third-and-goal, and then it was Devlin time. And he, Devlin scored, and Michelle didn't. But he looked good. The Patriots announcers—my God, huge homers, by the way—said he looked good. Um, and yeah, and then you Where, get the injured who, to who are you?
2: Why PC for life? He had 36 yards on 10 carries. But he had short yardage work. He got stuffed at the goal line. He He failed in the short yardage
1: work. Not entirely. He had two third down and short conversions. Oh. So he did get those first downs. But at the goal line, he failed. And this offensive line is going to look out better once they make the trade for Trent Williams. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay, so Sony Michel or Tevin Coleman? Coleman. Sony and non, Tevin and PPR. Tariq Cohen or Sonny Michelle. I take PPR. that back. Tevin and both. Okay. PPR, Sony Michelle or, or Tariq Cohen?
2: Michelle and both. I'll take Cohen and PPR.
1: Okay. Uh, guys, I apologize. Let's go a little faster here uh, so we can get to all the good stuff we have. Buy or sell, either Jacoby Myers or Philip Dorsett is worth well, drafting. No. Well, okay. Phil. Well. JJ Arcega. Uh, my Arth- Myers in, in Dynasty. JJ Arcega Whiteside, certainly in Dynasty, but in seasonal is worth Drafting. Do we call it seasonal in football, or redraft. we just call it redrafted redraft football? Yeah, sell. <laughs> Still a baseball guy. Sometimes. Uh, uh, JJ, I think a Whiteside sell. Okay. Uh, buy or sell? Ito it Smith. Does, it
0: does hurt the rest of the guys that if he's going to play.
1: Yeah, he's he's a big, good-looking dude. Like as a football, I don't know what he actually looks like, but he looks good on the field. Uh, Ito Smith should be drafted by the non Devontae Freeman owners. Buy or sell? Late round flyer. Yeah, bye. I I think he
2: and Jamal Williams are the two guys that are often there in like the 13th or 14th round. And I don't really know why because they have injury-prone running backs they're sharing with, and there is a chance, especially for Williams, that he just ends up in an 18-touch situation for three or four weeks. They should both be drafted.
1: Buy or sell, Leonard Fournette will have 50 catches this year. He will join the 50-catch club. Bye. Oh, got to go bye.
2: That's a good number. I'd probably sell, but I think it'd be really close.
1: Okay. Uh, That'd be very good. Uh, Buy or sell. Daniel Jones should be ahead of both Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins in Dynasty rankings.
2: Sell. (laughs) Sell.
1: (laughs) Looks so good. He does. He looks so good. Holy cow. uh, Let's let's
0: hurry. Andrew Siciliano of the NFL Network posted, uh, he tweeted today, the New York Post cover after the draft and the New York Post cover last night. Oh. (laughs) And Gettleman holding his hands up and I think it was... uh, Blue's Clues or something. Blue's Clueless
1: That's was, funny. was the Blues headline Clueless. after the
0: draft. And then uh, the heir apparent was the headline yesterday.
1: <laughs> very, very interested to see him in a real game, but he, he's looked really good. Any other preseason winners, losers? We've talked about Geis.
0: Kalen Balazs looked awful.
1: Can we just say it was Jacksonville and give him an excuse? 12 carries, 17 yards? He's...
2: If you want to, how many
0: excuses are we going to make for that
2: team, though? He looked awful in his first preseason game other yeah. than one run. Um,
1: So I would say Kenyon Drake is a winner Kenyon
2: Drake is jogging and out of his boot
1: Yeah Uh, So, okay, Kenyon Drake, Darius Geis Drake Yeah, I'll still take Drake Kenyon Drake or Tariq Cohen Sorry to keep going back to Tariq Cohen I just think it's an interesting point in the draft Those guys are available
2: Cohen right now just because he's healthy I'll take Drake and non, but I'll take Cohen and PPR
1: Okay, how about Corey Clement getting all that work Does it matter? Okay How about, uh, Marquise Brown? Three catches for 17 yards and a carry, which was immediately crushed in the backfield, negative four yards. And Miles Boykin only had one catch. We turned it into a 44 yard gain. Um, I don't know. I can think my big takeaway is something you've been saying a lot, both of you. It's just good for Lamar Jackson to have these weapons. Yeah.
0: I'm glad Marquise Brown was healthy enough to play it. And Jackson not playing is really hard to judge how this would look.
1: And it seemed like with Marquise Brown that they were trying to you know, short short passes let him use his speed. Didn't quite work. Three catches for 17 yards, but you know, good to have him back on the field. Um, Preston Williams, I think hype is done. Easy. Two targets, no catches. Anything that else? Offensive lines the lines a
0: disaster. 80 yard field. The best player in that game was Josh Allen.
1: Yes, I wanted to talk about a couple of defensive players. Josh Allen for the Jaguars and uh, Brian Burns for the Panthers are both having very impressive uh, falls. What? Are, It's not spring anymore. It's summer. uh, It's summer. summer. Yeah. The month. Fall camp, summer camp. In between.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. And Allen brings up an interesting point that I think this is the first year we've done this in our IDP leagues. And I didn't even realize it until our recent IDP draft. We have players listed at eligible at multiple positions. Now who's the baseball guy? Josh (laughs) Allen is now eligible at both defensive line and linebacker. Cool. It makes him much like any player that is kind of a linebacker, but has defensive line eligibility, instantly becomes much more valuable once they get that defensive line eligibility. So look for that in your draft room if you're in an IDP draft.
1: And and then, correct me if I'm wrong, but in an IDP league, any player who's listed as a linebacker but really plays defensive end doesn't really get that many tackles, has to be great to be worth playing, like a Jadeveon Clowney, um, right? Because the linebackers you're looking for tackles.
2: Right, if Jadavian Clowney was only a linebacker, he'd be almost useless. That's anymore. what I'm saying. Yes, yeah. Von Miller,
1: not not that good an idea. Not that day. good an idea. But day. if he were a defensive lineman, he would be uh-huh. Awesome. Incredible. Yeah, right.
2: that's why when Chandler
0: Jones moved to defensive line, he was great, and now he's back at linebacker and not so great.
1: Did you
2: say Daniel Jones? Can we talk about him again? As a Chandler Jones, I know. Oh. I was just being <laughs>
1: how are we not talking about <laughs> Daniel Jones? I mean, come on, like he's a, he's a superstar. It's pretty. He actually, he made some really good throws. He, he really, I'm very very happy about it. Uh. I, there's one other guy I want to ask you about that we pretty much don't talk about ever. Chris Thompson. How much value does Chris Thompson had have? He had three carries for 20 yards and two catches at Atlanta. What do you think?
0: I mean, he's a great late round pick. He's just basically free on draft day. The problem is, is how many games are going to get out of him because you know he unfortunately can't make it through a season. And what will they eventually do with guys in the passing game? You know, will that be something that they can increase his usage? But I think Chris Thompson's great at his value.
2: Yeah, I think our editor, George Mazzelli, two days ago, three days ago, said, hey, do you remember what Chris Thompson did to start last year? He had like 45 fantasy points in the first two weeks of the season. And the, the year before that, he was great, too. Oh, he was like one of the best running backs in fantasy the first six weeks. So that's the nice thing about him is if you draft him, you'll probably be able to use him in PPR until he gets hurt. It's kind of like the argument I was making for Jordan Reed.
1: Yeah, all right. Chris Thompson, take a look at him late in your PPR drafts. When we come back from this second and final break of the show, five minutes of tweets. I've got, I think, 18 tweets. We're going to put you guys on the clock and see if we can get through all of them in five minutes. We have some more news items to get to, some players that we pretty much never talk about, an absolutely awesome email that I want to read at cbsi.com. But five minutes of tweets coming up right after this. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum
2: $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: You are on the clock. Thirty or uh, Five minutes of tweets. You only get five minutes, not 30 minutes. From Jordan. 12-team PPR. Does this sequence from spot 11 make you feel good or bad? Kelsey Hill. Diggs Edelman. Tariq Cohen. And Deshaun Watson. Kelsey. Hill, Diggs, and Edelman, Cohen, and Watson, 12-team PPR. You like that start? I'm in love. One running back, it's Cohen. Yeah. I think that's probably the difference is your Cohen thoughts, right?
2: I just don't like Kelsey in the first round.
1: All right. Even if it was Hill, Kelsey.
2: Like Hill, Diggs, and Edelman (laughs) as your three wide receivers. Pretty good. And the best tight end and the second-best quarterback.
1: From Brett, Chubb or Le'Veon in half PPR?
2: Chubb. Le'Veon.
1: By the way, I have no idea what time we started this segment. So uh, the, I thought there would be like a clock. Yeah, I know. We don't, we, we, in the future, we will be able to have a countdown. Not today. Uh, from Fantasy Football All Day, why not take Bell at eighth overall in half PPR? You guys are lower than most of the industry.
0: Just nervous about his usage and talent around him.
1: From Ron Adams, Cup or Godwin?
0: Godwin. Cup.
1: From Mike have my choice of draft position in a 12-team non-PPR league, which would be best? Three. Three is my favorite. After that, it's 10 through 12. From A-Train, can you make the case for drafting James Conner over one of the elite wide receivers with a six pick of a 12-team half-PPR league?
2: I could make the case. I don't like doing it, but yeah, it's not hard to make that argument. He was a top six running back last year in 13 games. If they don't give work to other guys, he'll be fantastic again.
1: Yeah, you'll you'll love him there. Uh, Phil, is Kyler Murray a trap play in DFS for Week One against the Lions?
2: Yes, I think it really. I was talking to Mike McClure about this actually because I think Kyler might be currently one of his favorite plays. It for he is, guys. yeah. Um, i th- I think it may be determined by how this game against Minnesota goes because if it's a disaster again, then his ownership will be lower, and I'd be more interested in playing him. If he's going to be high owned though, I'm no way.
1: Gotcha. Uh, From Jason Springs, for drafts, what's best? Setting the draft order before the draft ahead of time or letting it auto-set 30 minutes prior to the draft? Ahead of time. Yes. Yeah, agreed. Get A little prep there. From Lakeland Cox, is it more or less important in 14-team leagues to get a second quarterback in the draft? Same. Yeah,
2: I don't think it's determined by the number of teams. I think it's more determined by how many backups your league drafts and by how good your starting quarterback is.
1: Yeah, I guess the question is, like, it's it's all about the waiver wire. So, right? I mean, he's saying in a 14-team league, the waiver wire will be thinner. I get that. Yeah. I'd probably, in most, and not in our leagues, because I, I know we'll mostly just draft one quarterback. Well, you you like to draft three, I draft three two. quarterbacks. I draft ten, two. Ten-team leagues. <laughs> That's such a lie. Um, okay, let's see. From, uh, no, I read that one. From Jay, rank these players in PPR. Jamison Crowder. Geronimo Allison, John Brown,
2: Crowder Brown Allison, Brown Crowder Allison.
1: Wow, Crowder ahead of Allison. That is quite a preseason change. I'll still take Allison. Give me the guy who's got more upside in that Packers offense. From Doug, would you prefer from uh Would you prefer to draft consistent contributors for your bench or high ceiling, low floor players?
0: Depends on your starters. If your starters are a little questionable, then I think you want more consistent. If you love your starters, then you take shots.
1: I think that's actually, that might be sort of like the Jameson Crowder versus Geronimo Allison discussion, right? Would you say Crowder would be more consistent potentially and Allison would have more upside?
0: No. No? They both have similar upside. Really? If you look at the track record of Adam Gase's slot receivers, I mean, in his three years, no no team caught more passes out of the slot than,
1: than the Dolphins. That's pretty good. That's very good. Uh, well, that was Jarvis Landry, though. Different player for two of those years, mm-hmm. anyway. Okay, lost my place in the notes. Here we go. Walking with Elias. Uh, rank these PPR: Sony Michelle, Dalvin Cook, Chris Carson.
0: Uh, Dalvin Cook, Chris Carson, Sony Michelle.
1: Yep. From Gump is Todd Gurley a top five pick? No. No. From Jordan, in rookie-only dynasty drafts, do you prioritize drafting for holes in your roster or general talent that can be flipped later? General talent that you can use later. I'm mostly going best player available, yeah. From Blitz Craig, how early are you willing to draft Emmanuel Sanders? Seven. Eight. From round seven. Eight, yeah. <laughs> overall. Oh, <seventh on> <laughs> From Devin, Clorox or Tide for heavy stains? P.S. My Fantasy is good clean-smelling clothes. Clorox. Uh, I give it to my wife, and she does, like, a baby powder treatment. She's very good at getting stains out, yeah. Um, John Taman says, percentage chance of Golladay catching 10 touchdowns with 1,000 yards? 60%. The touchdowns I'm kind of worried about. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go 45. Yeah. Uh, last one from Ben. Is DeAndre Hopkins a number one overall pick?
2: No. He's not, but I don't think you're an idiot if you do that.
1: <laughs> All right, news and notes. Kenyon Drake is out of the walking boot. Oakland and Green Bay played on an 80-yard field, and it's just like, dude, they have goalposts in the end zones that they had to move. You didn't anticipate this might be a problem in the Canadian League field? I mean, come on. Uh Rashawn Gary was carted off the field, Green Bay's linebacker. Does it seem like he avoided a serious injury? We're not sure. It was a collision, I believe. I don't think it had anything to do with the field, but a little little hazy on the details there. But that's their first round pick with Sean Gary. Uh Patrick Chung was arrested for cocaine possession, safety for the Patriots. Pretty important player for them. I think they played one game they played one game without him. It was a Lions game, I want to say it was a Sunday night, uh at the Lions. They didn't look very good. And and I remember Chris Collinsworth being like, Well, you're seeing them without Patrick Chung. I believe they were also missing a big pass rusher in that game. Was it game. this
0: Super Bowl or the last Super Bowl where he broke his arm? This one, right? This one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Arizona signed Michael Crabtree? Nope. Okay. And it's not good for the receiving core. Anthony Miller could be limited in the first few weeks of the season, according to the Chicago Tribune. He has an ankle injury. And Nick Chubb will be used a little more in the passing game, according to Cleveland's running back coach, Stump Mitchell. It's always nice when it comes right from the coach, not from a reporter. That is good. Uh, guys who had, you know, recently good pub for their camps Ty Johnson. Will be a change of pace running back for Detroit, according to ESPN. Same thing for Justice Hill for Baltimore. Uh, Before the injury, Damian Harris, according to ESPN, was having a good camp. The Patriots were pleased. Same thing for Keyshawn Johnson in Arizona. And then we already mentioned Josh Allen and Brian Burns, two rookie pass rushers who have been really good. Their teams are happy. Uh, Heath, I want to read one email, and then I asked you for a little homework assignment, which you did, which is nice. And, uh, you gave me, you're going to give us some, some guys who are too high in ADP and some are too low. But here's the email of the day, number one, from Annalise Rowe. Uh, what's up, gentlemen? I'm an operations officer for security forces in the, in the Air National Guard. Basically, a badass female sky cop. It's my second year playing fantasy football. And last year I took second in my one league to my husband of all people. Sheesh. And I picked up a team halfway through the year and I took him from second to last to the finals. Let's just say that I did well because I listened to your podcast every single day, even when on vacation in Hawaii or while working out at the gym. And I was always in the loop because you guys kept me up to speed. Shout out to Brady who referred me to your podcast. Thank you, Brady. I think it would be cool to be part of your podcast league as a gunslinging, warfighting, fantasy football-loving gal. Oh, and did I mention we have a baby on the way due just after the Super Bowl? Maybe if you add me to the league, we will name him Adam. i love a chance to be in your league. Hua. That's a cool email. So,
0: wait, wait, wait. She's in.
1: Well, no, no, she's she, hold on. She's, got, well, she's definitely in one of the leagues. She's, one the leagues. she's in one of the leagues yeah. because I've, I'm have i starting to give away too many spots. Not to mention, that's like the fifth military email I've gotten. And I always try to get at least one military member
0: in. You should do a
1: military league. Just do an extra league. If I, I am doing an extra league. No, an extra one. An extra, extra. Do another league. one. If I had how a league, enough. How many military. leagues are you playing? Yourself. Gonna, i gonna think I'm gonna be over ten this okay, year.
0: Okay, you need to get to many. 15.
1: No, I not. No.
0: So, Davey, so, it's Jamie no.
1: always like gives me more things to do. you Stop. don't do enough. I will make sure that I won't be in. Yesterday I'll was fly with the with first, first day that you actually worked the full day. I worked 6 a.m. to 10:30 p.m. He, yeah,
0: he couldn't believe you it. Actually, worked the full day of your oh, life. Please. Um, I think. Well, since you left Florida, um, <laughs> I think you should do a military league.
1: Hey, look, I'll do a military league if we get enough. But I only have like five or six, I think, right now, and I i'll try i'll try you know what we have a producer ben trager military league make it happen uh so hopefully you can help with that but thank you for the email annalise and you and i already told her she will be in one of the three leagues the three leagues are the 14 team ppr og podcast league uh
0: that's the one people are bidding on
1: yes which of course which gave up a spot that's the one that also i owed two people from previous bets that were made from last year uh, the guy who won the NFL draft contest is in that league. So it's just there weren't that many spots. We have the 10 team for the people that's league. the problem
2: right there. That is the problem right there. We don't need to have a 10 team league. We're just we're really yeah, we do
1: need to have a 10 team We I have all these why. extra
2: people. We don't need that's a why I'm 10 making a third league. league. We're gonna we're gonna change that. Oh, no, please, we're no, gonna make it we're gonna make 10. it a 16 team. No, no, league. you don't have any 16 team leagues.
1: I don't want you a 16 team. No, please, in my 16 team league, <laughs> this happened. It'll <laughs> be perfect. I'm losing control. Okay, 10 team league, and then we We're doing a 12-team league that's just for the listeners, plus our podcast producer, Ben, is going to be running it, and he's going to be in it. Ben, I hope you're okay with that. Uh, Heath, give me some players who are too high in average draft position. Sixteen.
2: How much fun is a 16-team league going to be? That would be awesome. Too high in average draft position. I've got five, and we've talked about some of these guys a lot. Uh, David Johnson has an average average position of tenth overall. I don't think he should be a first round pick. Todd Gurley is creeping up, up, up. He's up to fifteenth. He's going in the first round of some drafts. I know you said yesterday that you think. I said this
1: off the air, but it didn't count.
2: We're going to be <laughs> look silly, and he's going to be the number you said one. Talk to running me back on the
1: radio chance, show. Oh, that's what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do. Th- I definitely think Todd Gurley could be the best player in fantasy. I mean, we all think Todd Gurley can be the best player in fantasy, but you can't draft him that way. So, who, who I, would you take, Johnson or Gurley?
0: Johnson. Johnson. I have uh, my, my father-son league with my seven-year-old this weekend. And so the kids have to pick the first three rounds. So I'm going to lead the witness a little bit. And I told Ronan, my seven-year-old, that I'm going to give him. And I told us to all the fathers. They can give the kids names and they can just pick the name. So we're taking either one of the four running backs or Juju because he loves Juju's Miss Schuster. Okay. He met him at the Pro Bowl, you know, all those things. Um, so that we're picking fifth. So that will be our fifth pick. So I said, we get to round two. I'm just going to tell you, and I'm, again, leading the witness. I said, I'm going to give you five names. The first name I say is the one that I want you to pick. I'm going to give you five names. So we practiced in the car today, and I told him, Nick Chubb. i was just giving an example. I said, Nick Chubb, Le'Veon Bell, James Conner, Todd Gurley, 10-team league. He goes, okay, so we'll take Todd Gurley. (laughs) I said, you're not understanding what I said to you. The first name I say he's is the one,
1: kid. Is the one that I, he's like, but Todd Gurley's going to be the best. <laughs> yeah, he's you better just start saving up for the University of Miami. This kid is uh, is a bright shining star. You can't spell gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, who else? Who else? Uh, Antonio Brown. I.
2: I didn't like him in the second round. I don't still like him at 27 overall. I'm fine with him at like 37. Like that 3-4 turn I think is okay. None of our drafts does he make it to the 3-4 turn. There's always one guy that is happy taking him at the end of the second, start of the third. The feet can be fine. The helmet can be fine. I'm still worried at him. That's this cost. I,
0: I think it's going to be so interesting to see these questionable guys and the ADP Oh yeah, in
1: a week. I mean, it's going to be so interesting. Chris Harris, who's going to come on our show, mm-hmm. Uh, he was like, "You guys are dumb for being so down." On yeah, he on called it. all of us in the league dumb. Yeah, and uh, I
0: have a, a funny Nando email in regard to that league.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, Nando, gosh, Nando took. I called him last night because I didn't get a chance on the telethon to ask him why he took in the fourth and fifth round the back to back picks, Evan Ingram and OJ he said Howard it on the show, but I didn't hear it. So I was e- eating a sandwich at the time. But
2: I he, like he, he didn't he, really pay much attention when he wasn't on.
1: He said, "No, I did." <laughs> he, he said. uh it's not a terrible point. Like He said that he said Evan that Ingram and Howard could all be, be- could no. both be he better on the show, than he, the guys in the fifth round.
0: He said on the show that when you compare them to the receivers in that group, that they're just as good. The problem is, is that you're locking yourself. You're locking
1: in your flex. So. I hate your guts. Why?
2: Two years ago, we did a dr- an auction, and I ended up with Travis Kelsey and Gronk. And you told me how stupid. I hated it. I still don't idiot like it. I don't like it. having a tight end as a flex. And you're then Nando, flex Nando takes a fourth and fifth round tight end. And you say, you know, he's got a good point. No,
1: he does He does have a good point, but it's still a bad pick. But at least he had a for It's a bad it.
0: strategy if you are not convinced that you're going to – or you're not sold on having to play the tight right. ends every week because you're just, you know,
1: locking yeah. in that spot. Okay, go ahead, idiot moron. Who
2: else? <laughs> uh, <laughs> two more. Jared Cook and Eric Ebron. Yeah.
1: Well, like this Jared, Jared ADP, Cook's right? a sixth round pick
2: in CD- CBSA. Ebron his 2 They're both going in the sixth round. Yeah,
0: so a bad plan. Uh, I don't see any water for you, but uh, <laughs> shoot, Pete Prisco was in New Orleans. Uh, spent some time with Sean Payton. Spent some time with Jabriz, Oh, he's streaking and raving about Jared. Don't care. I'm just telling you. They, Do you care? No, but <laughs> ra- like I said to Pete, and I said, you know what I've been saying that Jared Cook is the bridge tight end. Yeah, you get the first six. That side looks great. Look on the other side of the bridge. Not <laughs> so attractive. And Jared Cook's kind of like, eh.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, he, he's where do you have him ranked? Because he's seventh, Jamie? Oh, he's, yeah. he's seventh, yeah. Yeah, but, so wh- when are you comfortable taking him? How far ahead of Delaney Walker and, let's say, Jordan Reed is healthy? Far. Early?
2: Like, he should be an eighth-round pick. And okay. Delaney Walker should be a tenth or eleventh-round yes.
1: pick. Yes. What about Jordan Reed? Assuming health.
2: Same place. As Walker. Walker. Fall.
1: Yeah. All right. Um over, underdrafted. Uh, one guy
2: is still on this list. We can just leave the same graphic up. Hunter Henry is going after Jared Cook and Eric Ebron. I, okay. there's some momentum for Henry to, uh, move up a little bit in this tight end rankings, not just ADP. I think there's a chance he gets Eric Ebron or Evan Ingram's targets
0: with better efficiency. The, the fun thing again, and this is why I'll say I'll pass on the top three guys unless you're getting Ertz or Kittle in the middle to the end of the third round, is I would not be shocked if any of Howard, Ingram, or Henry are better than two of those guys.
1: At much better value. Yeah, I think
2: Kelsey's the only one that I feel is going to be better than that group. Barring an injury, yes.
1: Yeah. Okay, uh, four more. Or, I don't know, you have five?
2: i I've got, Yeah, I've got four more. Latavius Murray, we've talked about him and talked about him about what a great value he is. He's not moved. He's still available in the 8th round, 92.7 ADP.
0: And Pete said that Sean Payton told him they are not going to increase Kamara's workload.
1: You know, I, I'm just slight tangent here. I'm very interested in YPC for Latavius Murray because Mark Ingram has oh, been... four. <laughs> but that's the thing. Mark oh. Ingram has been a stud in terms yeah. of yards per carry. Latavius Murray has been four, right? Almost well, every Latavius year, Murray's right around four. Latavius Murray a
0: terrible Vikings offense. That's what
1: I'm like, saying. Like, here's
0: in a bad Oakland team.
1: This is where... This is where you find out how much the rest of the team matters when it comes to yards per carry. I expect him to be closer to like 4.4 this year.
0: So I I want to tie in something you asked about previously with the question in regard to bench players, upside versus consistency. So I drafted a team this past weekend where I had a decision to make and it went back-to-back picks. Miles Sanders versus Latavius Murray. You see the, the situation here. I love my starting group. So I decided to take Sanders, who I think if everything works out right for him, better. Right now, I have Murray ranked higher. But that's to me was shoot for the stars yeah. type of pick. And I think if Sanders hits, he will be better than Murray, barring a Alvin Kamara injury. But I I think, you know, again, if you're if you're deciding between players like exactly the way it's ranked after Eckler, because Eckler's on a different category. Sanders, Murray, Geis. The two guys bracketing Murray.
1: <laughs> I'm shivering. I'm sorry. I'm The, so the cold. two guys
0: bracketing Murray, and I'll throw Rashad Penny in that conversation too. If everything goes right for them, they should be better than him. Right. But Murray is certainly has a higher floor. And again, if Kamara gets hurt, then forget about it. It's a different conversation.
1: I think if you, if you drafted Alvin Kamara, then the, your eighth round pick needs to be Latavius Murray. Well, It's, it's good there. value independently. Yeah,
2: yeah, I I'm fine with taking Latavius Murray in the seventh round. I don't want do to wait. Seventh, I don't right. want to wait until the eighth and see if he happens to still be there. Well he do it in the be. seventh but, but you're you're not doing that as a Camaro owner. No. Well I mean I will take him as a Camaro owner, but not because I drafted Camara. Right. I'll just take him in the seventh period. The
1: seventh is an early pick in the seventh round if you're the Camara owner. So that's a big difference between the seventh and the eighth round if you're a Camaro owner. But we're talking about a twelve team league. Um but yeah, alright, take him in the seventh. I mean, right.
2: Mark Ingram was a fourth or fifth round pick. Right, right. Okay, uh, who else? Uh, three more. DD Westbrook. We've talked about him plenty. 93.6 ADP. Still available in the eighth round. Oh, Go get him in the sixth. The title wave. And me. then a pair of Browns or Bills. I said, Brown, like, I thought of a terrible Bills. team and the Browns used to be a terrible team, but now the Bills are, uh, LaShawn McCoy at 119th overall. I think he's probably a starting flex the first month of the season, and then this is the most ridiculous ADP in all of fantasy football right now. John Brown, one hundred and forty seventh, thirteenth round. He's the number one wide wide receiver.
0: I give you a third yeah. bill. And he has no ADP. Cole Beasley. Were you yeah, on with I us can... with Pete or was that Dave on the show? Um, right. I, yes. And Pete. Why and Chris, am I going to draft him? You don't have to, but I'm just saying <laughs> the fact that he doesn't have an ADP. In in the in the second preseason game, he had five catches on the on the drive with Josh Allen, and he didn't really have a slot receiver last year like this. I don't think he's going to be um, a guy that makes or breaks your roster. But if you are in a fourteen team league or the sixty team league, you're about to play. No, no. <laughs> that if you're looking for just a late round guy, if he stays healthy, I think
2: he could. What did Pete say? Eighty catches. Yeah, I believe that was the number 80, eighty-five catches, which is I, which is at least seven hundred fifty yards. You
1: forgot someone. <laughs> D.K. Metcalf. Debilitated D. E. Metcalf. You forgot him. He's underdrafted.
2: Under no. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: You can pick him up in week five when he starts contributing. Who's going to be the best? Make your bold prediction. The best rookie receiver this year is going to be D.K. Yeah. Metcalf. Yeah. Yours is going to be who?
1: And it could be him without any of them My, being good.
0: Miles Boykin. You take Boykin.
1: How about you?
0: I'll take Debo. I'll, I'll go back to what I said after the draft. You know, it's it's it, None of them are attractive. There's not one guy that you could say is, you still, you still stand by Metcalf over lock-in touchdowns?
1: I mean, as a bold prediction that nobody cares about, Oh, sure. we have a bet. Crap. You You Are made you a with? bet with me. Are you with the podcast league next year if you win the bet? <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. Why not? I mean, it sucks that he's hurt. Can we do it in only the games they both play? That's fair. The amount of games that they both play? Yeah, like in the games that Touchdowns both... per game? No, touchdowns in the games that they both play.
2: Oh, so Tyler Lockett doesn't get credit for the touchdowns he scores when DK Metcalf's not there.
1: No, because Why are we only going to
2: count the four games that DK Metcalf plays? Is 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 it is it games that he plays or games that he's eligible to play?
1: Eligible to play. Like when he's he may be sitting on the bench. Eligible play. (laughs) Eligible to play.
2: Yeah. Okay. So if he's like one of the five a healthy scratch
1: He's my guy. I I am gonna (laughs) I am going to win. The DK Metcalf argument. is going to glorious for me. because like we oh, saw all the pictures win.
2: of him without a shirt off, and it, it's just like you.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I just I look at a mirror and I just see
0: DK. You, Metcalf. you may win the DK Metcalf is the best rookie receiver. If you win the DK Metcalf better than Tyler Lockett, they're going to be a lot of people losing
1: more them. touchdowns than Tyler Lockett. I, since I made that bet, I'm a lot higher than on Tyler Lockett than I was. He's definitely a guy that we've you know you guys have hammered at home, the two of you. He's a riser for sure, and uh, definitely like now he's a fourth round pick, Tyler Lockett uh, is he one in PPR?
0: Fourth round? Yeah. Yeah,
1: 100%. Yeah, he's
0: close to a third. Because and remember, all. receivers get pushed up, you know, so.
1: Yeah, but he's not a good catch receiver. So
0: he's going to be a little worse. He might. And I mean, I'll tell you, receivers I, it's behind. a struggle for me right now between Amari
2: Cooper and, and Tyler Lockett, just given that Cooper's hurt. I, I will say also, like you say, he's, he's not been a good catch receiver. He's been an exceptional catch rate receiver. So if he gets Doug Baldwin targets, mm-hmm. he will be a good catch receiver.
1: Doug Baldwin was a uh, up and down catch guy, funny, as like I recall. 1-2-2-1-1-2. We got, oh, we're looking at Power Lockets <laughs> rankings. Okay, so, uh, it's a palindrome. Uh, no, it's not. So, anyway, uh, nobody knows what I'm talking about. Okay, we're gonna end the video portion of the show right now. We're gonna go into the other room and we're gonna clear away for Canell and Bell. We're gonna yeah, go in. Very on... good,
0: very good, Nando e- uh, email to read. No, I'll, I'll save it. Okay, okay, very, okay. Uh,
1: we're gonna go in the other room I and can, we're gonna I finish the I can the curse show. and then you can have No, jeez. Oh, no, I don't have hate you, Jamie. Um, we're going to go in the other room. We're going to finish up the show. We're going to read some emails. We're going to talk about players that we don't talk about much. I and uh, stick around. This is the video portion of Fantasy Football today. For those of you watching on video, we'll talk to you on Monday. And we're back. You know what, Jamie? I sat here. I was like, you know, we'll just do 10 minutes. And I thought, no, it's Friday. People are in a good mood. They're going away this week, and they have a long car ride. They're driving up three hours to Orlando tonight, like me. <laughs> Let's give them some extra time. Are you taking the whole family? No, just taking me. So let's give him a little extra here. I walked
0: past your brother at the Dolphins game yesterday, but really? I, was, I was dragging three kids in tow, Aww. and he was walking. like it, We would not like exactly walk right past each other, but then my wife recognized your brother, and she said, oh, did you go say hello? And I said,
1: eh. <laughs> not the Gators Miami week. We're, we're not friends this week. Okay, so uh, let's talk about league formats. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ten team leagues, 14 team leagues. What changes for you?
0: I think it goes back to the kind of the conversation we're having, like, guys, Latavius Murray versus Miles Sanders, upside versus security. You know, if, if it's close, you might want to lean on the secure player. So knowing that you have a consistent producer, and when I say close, it's got to be real close for you. You know, so, like, for me, Miles Sanders and Latavius Murray back-to-back in my rankings. Um, like, I wouldn't take Ronald Jones over Latavius Murray, for example. I don't think there's that much more upside for Ronald Jones. So I would lean toward security in the middle rounds and then take some shots with your late-round picks with the deeper leagues.
1: So I think it's so helpful to have been in deeper leagues and draw from experience. And, okay, in shallower leagues, let me start with this, and then I'll get back to my point. Shallower leagues, do you think it's more important to get an elite quarterback and an elite tight end? To try to be elite at every position? If you can,
0: absolutely. Um, And I think it's also you could take a lot more chances in a shallower league.
1: I do say the word importance very funny. I I don't say the T. I make it a D. I got to change that. I got called out. I got called out. Importance? Yeah, I basically say important. Yeah, I'm not good at that. Um, In deeper leagues, I've brought this up, at 14-team podcast league, right? 14-team leagues. and Deeper than that, I mean, it's really tough. But I've never heard anybody agree with me necessarily or disagree, but I'd like to get your thoughts. I think it's so important to have running back depth. It's so crucial to have running back depth in deeper leagues. The reason being... Once the bye weeks hit, come and the injuries hit, the waiver wire is just barren. Mm-hmm. And if there is a good player on waivers, everybody wants them. So if you're in a Fab league, you know you got to bid so much. Like a starting running back goes out, and, you, and the and the handcuff now becomes valuable, and he's on waivers, or and you're doing Fab, everybody's in on him. So that's why I really trend more running back heavy in 14 team leagues. Uh, I would never do zero RB, something like that. Uh, I'm not saying it's like RB, RB, RB or whatever, but I want to come away feeling like I have at least four running backs I feel comfortable with.
0: It certainly is is a good approach because there's much more receiver depth. And, you know, like we were just got finished talking about Cole Beasley. You know, you could throw in guys like DJ Chark if he's healthy, Trey Quinn. You know, I keep saying his name a lot. Um,
1: Receiver depth in usable players. Whereas we talk about going zero RB is like there's a point in the draft where the running back depth feels better than the receiver depth. But when you just talk about real late, Guys that you could just throw on your team, you know, as usable players that can accrue points, much more receivers than running backs. In we, that you,
0: you said it for over a year. Willie Snead, you know, in, in a PPR league, you can say ten points from him. Yeah, five for fifty, and it's not going to crush your roster. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think you're right in that regard. I, I would say in a, in a deeper league, you know, feel comfortable drafting quarterback fourteen through twenty if you have to.
1: In a deeper league. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Take advantage of that day Because
0: like, we're going to find out, and, and we're going to have our podcast league, I believe it's in uh, uh, five days, right? Wednesday. Wednesday night. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so the 28th. We're recording this on the 23rd. Um, that there's going to be two or three owners that probably take two quarterbacks before I would say you, me, Dave, or Heath take one. Yeah. The potential's there for that.
1: I'll be looking for golf in that league, by the way. Please don't take them. Um, super... Deep rosters. We don't talk about this a lot, but our IDP league has one, two, three, four, five, what, 10 bench Mm spots? 10 bench spots. 27 rounds we go. 27 rounds, but how many IDPs? Nine Nine RDPs? Okay. So it's like an 18-round draft with 10 bench spots. We start three receivers and a flex. Uh, No kicker. And no DST, but a bunch of defenders. Anyway, I have on my team Cameron Artis-Payne and Malcolm Brown. I don't have Christian McCaffrey, and I don't have Todd Gurley. But in a deep roster league, take handcuffs. Be- because, again, somebody's going to take them, and there's just not going to be much on the waiver wire.
0: I will say Cameron Artis-Payne, if you're looking deep Dynasty League, is most likely the second guy through if something happens to McCaffrey. Uh, Drink Pete Prisco said uh, uh, Marnie Herney, the general manager of the, Char- uh, Chargers, of the Panthers, really likes Jordan Scarlett.
1: Yeah, yeah, Scarlett, yeah. I thought about it. I mean, I'm not going to take him, but you're right. Um, I'm and, talking dynasty, right. deep
0: dynasty, you know, that type of situation.
1: Week 17, Cameron Artis-Payne had 16 carries for 56 yards and a touchdown. So, like, there is almost no formats in which I want to draft Cameron Artis-Payne. But if you have a deep, deep bench, you should get – at least you should get your own handcuff. I screwed up in this draft by not getting Tony Pollard. Um, but, yeah, you get, get your handcuff. Tony
0: Pollard is going to be an interesting one because I think his – draft value now to where his draft value will be in a week could be dramatically different.
1: Oh, it will be one way or the other. It definitely will be, but yeah, I wish I had drafted him. Okay. So to finish up, got another 10 minutes or so. I wanted to just give a shout out to uh, Michael who sent us an email. I, I had my draft last night, had a chance to get Cam Newton and Jordan Reed, both guys. I really liked this season, but I was watching the preseason on my NFL game pass subscription and I saw Jordan Reed go out with a concussion and Cam injure his foot. So I faded. Great product. Thanks for recommending. And thank you, Michael. I know I sound like a shill for these products, but the truth is we have great sponsors. And you can get a seven-day free trial. You go to NFL.com slash today. Watch the preseason games this weekend. And watch them on condensed mode if you miss them because you can watch all you need in 10 minutes per game, basically. Once the starters come out, you stop watching. All right, uh, so those are some formats.
0: As, uh, just to piggyback on what you said about the IDP League, I took all three 49ers running backs.
1: That's the perfect time to do it. Perfect. Uh, I mean, I'm
0: going to cut Jack McKinnon, obviously, if he's on IR. But Sure. Um, short-term IR. Um,
1: all right, so I'm going to give you stats on – do I only have four players here? Four or five players. Five players. And I want you to tell me if they matter to you. Okay. Julio Jones caught eight touchdowns. All of them were in the last nine games of the season. Doesn't matter. Roddy White thinks Julio Jones is gonna have double digit touchdowns. He
0: was adamant, and <laughs> and and Roddy's not just a. Um, I, I, I'll give you a little background. He is clearly a Falcons guy, yeah, but he's a fantasy player, and so he has his own opinions on how he's gonna draft his teams. But he was very adamant that Dirk Cutter coming back is going to help Roddy help help Julio Jones score ten plus touchdowns.
1: He's probably the number one receiver in fantasy if he scores ten. I did give some pause to my rankings. When he said that, yeah, uh, in eight Jimmy Garoppolo starts only twice has a running back had more Doesn't than matter. three catches in a game, <laughs> and both times it was Kyle Juszczyk. in two thousand seventeen. You, you love this;
0: it's weird. I think you just like saying Yousechek name
1: in in two thousand seventeen. Carlos Hyde had fifty nine catches. I will say this: forty nine of them were in eleven games before. Look, Garoppolo.
0: look at Ben who's sitting in the room here, Ben Schrager, producer. Look, no, just keep staring at him and spell Kyle Yousechek's last name. All right, good. You can't use this that ever again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Andrew Luck. First six games of the season before Marlon Mack became featured. On pace for 4,800 yards, 43 touchdowns on 48 pass attempts per game. Colts went 1-5, and allowed 30 points per game. Last 10 games after Marlon Mack became featured, Luck was on pace for 4,500 yards and 37 touchdowns, down from 4,800 yards and 43 touchdowns, also fewer picks. 35 pass attempts per game. Colts went nine and one, allowed sixteen point four points per game. They became a running slash defense team. Luck was great, but things changed the last ten games. Does it matter? If he's healthy, I don't care. Okay, <laughs> just be healthy, James White. Mm-hmm. First nine games on pace for one hundred and forty four targets, one thousand three hundred sixty two total yards, and eighteen touchdowns. First nine. First nine. Okay. Last seven on pace for ninety six targets. This is not nine games versus seven games. This is sixteen game paces in the two stretches. On pace for ninety six targets. That's uh, forty eight fewer. Nine hundred and thirty seven total yards down from one thousand three hundred sixty two total yards, and down from an eighteen touchdown pace to a four touchdown pace. Does
0: it kind of go in line with how the Patriots play?
1: Not really. I don't think so. I couldn't really tell anything specific. I mean, haven't
0: we seen over the last several years like struggle early, get hot middle? run at the end?
1: Yes. Yeah, I'd say yeah, I'd say like so. That, that, this was I, a 7. I,
0: I, I'm I'm not saying this with anything statistically behind it, but it's yeah, just yeah. like the feel of they kind of work their way through September, October, November, they get hot. November December is like or, or December into January, it's like they morph into a little bit more conservative run-based team. Does it matter to you with James White?
1: Yeah. No, I mean
0: I think he is who he is. You know, th- this is a guy that if he's on his game, is a top 10 PPR running back. Top 15 PPR running back.
1: Last one. Interesting. Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones played two games together without Golden Tate. And then the rest of the season, Jones got hurt. Kenny Galladay in those two games had nine catches, 124 yards and a touchdown on 17 targets. Jones had nine catches, 121 yards, so almost identical, no touchdowns on 15 targets. However, Marvin Jones got hurt in the fourth quarter or late third quarter in one of the games, that's when six of Galladay's targets came. So Jones had 17, 15 targets. Galladay had 11 before the Jones injury in two games together without Golden tape. I'm not saying Jones is better, but does that make you nervous at all that maybe Galladay isn't that much better than Marvin Jones?
0: It does, does. you know? And, and you mentioned the, the, the fancy footballer's uh, appearance yesterday. They were talking about how much Marvin Jones, at his value, is better. Than what Kenny Galladay is at his value. And they're right. I mean, it's it's just a matter of.
1: I don't know. I, I agree with half of it that Marvin Jones is pretty good value. I mm-hmm. think that's basically, it's amazing value. Yeah, I mean, like a round nine ish pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think Galladay has so much more potential.
0: Oh, the ceiling should be higher for Galladay. I mean, you know, he's. you look at him, the way that he plays. Um, can he dominate targets? And, you know, you, you brought up uh, what's the percentage of him getting to 1,010 touchdowns, I think it was, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when I look at him and watch him play, that's the type of player I think he should be. Right. But, you know, it's how is this all going to work? You know, is On Johnson going to be point A of this offense? You know, number, number one guy? Or is it going to be what they kind of always talk about and then they kind of morph back into we have to rely on Stafford with his broken back to – carry this team. And you bring in T.J. Hawkinson and Danny Amendola.
1: You have three minutes left. Give me a quick thought on all of these players. I I don't feel like we talk about them enough. Carson Wentz.
0: Top 10 quarterback, stays healthy, could be top 5. Robert Woods. Going to fade a little bit based on last year because of Cooper Cup coming back, but still a very safe number 2 receiver. Touchdowns worry me.
1: Dak Prescott.
0: Great fallback option in a deeper league to be your starter. High-end number 2 guy.
1: I would say I don't know about significantly but clearly better in four point per passing touchdown leagues.
0: Better in four point pass touchdowns. DJ Moore. Hopefully Cam is healthy. Slightly better than Curtis Samuel right now. Hopefully a lot better than Curtis Samuel, but not enough to justify drafting them four rounds apart.
1: Allen Robinson.
0: Good fallback number 3 receiver he plays 16 games, and Anthony Miller is hurt, could be a number two guy.
1: Do you think he gets 1,000 yards if he plays 16 games? Right around there. Uh, Robbie Anderson.
0: Breakout season in 2019. Great number three receiver with top 20 upside. He
1: had, like, about twice as many targets per game, from, like, 5 to 10, with and without Quincy Anunua. I don't know if that really matters. I think if
0: you go to your 14-team league point, if you go running back heavy, you can have a very good, maybe not huge upside, very good receiving core of guys like Robbie Anderson, Allen Robinson, Marvin Jones, Alshon Jeffrey, and then just take some flyers on some guys.
1: A little bit after that, John Brown. That would be some <laughs> receiving core. It's not bad. Uh, let's see. Targets in f- 10.5 targets per game without a Nunwa, only four games. 10 games with a Nunwa, 5.1 targets per game.
0: Did Darnold play all of those?
1: I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, okay, just a few more. You gotta stump me like that. Embarrass me in front of Ben over here. Just a few more, and now I can't find my notes. Uh, Dante Pettis played all of the first team snaps in the second preseason game. How do you feel about Pettis right now? Nervous. Is he still a top 100 pick for you?
0: <sighs> just, just there. Marvin Jones I, Pettis. Jones. Okay. I, I took a lot of Dante Pettis' stock early, like my Scott Fishbowl team. He's one of my top receivers, and I hate it. Justin Tucker. Great kicker. Great opera singer, apparently, too.
1: How really? How uh, early would you draft your first kicker? Zerline, Tucker, whatever.
0: Um, not anywhere close to the Bryant McFadden scale, <laughs> who took him in round 10, round 11, I think it was, <laughs> with Greg Zerline.
1: Let's say you have a 15-round draft.
0: Uh, I would take my kicker in round 14.
1: I would take if I would consider it round thirteen. If you have guys in your queue, this happens to me all the time. You have guys in your queue, someone you want, like Debo Samuel, and you say to yourself That's where you go. Well <laughs> Okay, someone better. John but if you say to yourself, he's gonna nobody else wants this guy. He's maybe it's your handcuff. Nobody else wants this guy. Uh, I'll just take him in the next round. That's when I take Greg Zerline and I take my defense last. So I take Zerline, then that guy that I wanted that nobody else is gonna want. And then defense. So
0: you're saying round thirteen of a fifteen round draft? Yeah.
1: Okay. Third to last round. Sure. If I want to, if I want a great kicker. All right. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Wait, wait I got, I got none of those. Oh yeah. All right.
0: So as part of the St. Jude telethon, we did a draft for the show, and it was initially done as just a mock draft that we could have for content. But as the show unfolded, and I figured, you know, let's do something for St. Jude, and I made the initial offer to the people that were coming on the show. Unbeknownst to them, so I kind of put them on the spot and made them uncomfortable. But they all said that they would play it out because I said I will make a hundred dollar donation for CBS in their name, right? For the winner. So then the footballers, the fantasy footballers who also have a partnership with St. Jude, they said they will match the hundred dollars. Eric Young from the WWE also said he would match. I don't, I didn't hear him say this, so I'm going he did. based on you. He okay, did. Yeah. Uh, so. There's, there's now and another. And then I
1: said, I'll do the same thing. And then I was like, okay, now if that feels weird. I feel like I'm stealing your idea. You just do it. Okay, so, but I, I don't insert. So
0: everybody's them. making their, you know, pledges to the Saint Jude Children's Research Hospital as a result of whoever's going to win this league. So Nando, being Nando, um, I will, I will bleep out the words so you don't have to edit it <laughs> for you. Uh, so Nando replies back. Well, I won't do it in the voice. Uh, well, I guess the athletic would be bleeps now if we don't match the hundred two. <laughs> but we'll donate it in the name of the team with the lowest point total. <laughs> and not as big of the bleeps as the guy luring us into a mock under the guise of, quote, content fodder, and then pulling the old, quote, played out move. <laughs> but still, dot, dot, dot.
1: That's very good.
0: Nando also had, uh, he appeared on the, the, the telephone for any of you that missed it. Um, and uh, we, we we kept it kind of professional. We talked about his team. He did have a Flanagan's Cup, you know, to bring back his favorite restaurant in South Florida. Um and so after we got off, I texted him. I said, "Hey, man, that was awesome. Thanks for coming on." And he goes, "Oh, I had all these Azer Azer poems. Yeah, I know. And I know. it was supposed to be words that rhyme with things that yeah, would only yeah. relate to you. Like Azer is the meanest.
1: The Venus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> okay. Well, that's it. Prediction for uh, for tomorrow. Uh,
0: what did I say? Thirty-one
1: twenty, Florida. Yeah, you're way no, you're way off. Thirty-one ten, Florida. It's going to be a runaway. I mean, you're sandbagging. It's, it's going to be a runaway, lowering my expectations. I hope you enjoy yourself. I
0: hope that yeah, I, will. Uh, I hope both teams play well And for your sake. Sure. And I, uh, I hope that whoever wins comes out of this with some answers to the questions about what their teams will look like long-term, because conference yeah. play will obviously matter more in the long run.
1: I... Uh I'm not opposed to wearing the Giants onesie on Monday on the show, by the way. I brought it with me. I thought I might wear it today. but Is that a bet you made? No, but I think it would be funny. You just want to wear it? Kind of, yeah. But I thought about, I looked at it today and said, actually, I'm not sure I'm to wear it. We'll see. You I'll, should have I'll worn it for the
0: telephone while everybody's all dressed up.
1: Yeah, but it wasn't 80s enough. All right, we got to go. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for uh, tuning into this we got, extended we edition. We
0: have to go. You say it the right way.
1: Wee! Na 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 na! Gotta go by that other That other